the adventures of Bradley and Dawn here at My Talk 1071. You've jumped into the show. We're so pleased that you've decided to listen to us. And we have a lot coming up this hour, including Paul McGuire Grimes. He's going to come in, or actually, he's going to call in and talk to us about the Oscar nominations that came out this morning. Yeah, that's at 1 30, so yes. stick around. But before that, we have to talk about oh, some weird news. The world is on fire! We have to hear, now, yesterday you told us about uh, a mummified corpse in well, someone's house. Specifically, the couple that decided to hang out with their dad uh, for six years. The only problem was dad had been dead for those six years. And they left him in his bed because they wanted to collect on his social security. And they did so successfully to the tune of... About a quarter of a million dollars, and then at some point decided, well, mm. we should probably, you know, deal with the fact that everybody wants to know where Grandpa went yeah, and uh, report him dead. Well, when they showed up, he had been mummified. And he was God. just, I know, it's that's the horrifying. world we live in. Today, I'm going <laughs> to... It's I'm, gross as that one. No. Okay. This is a much lighter story, but it is so indicative of our times. Okay. Like, the world is on fire most days, but this is just, this just... This is delightfully on fire. So what is the, if I were going to say, fad going around of late? The fad, um, I would say Stanley Cups. Ding. Bingo. Did I get it? The craze for Stanley stainless steel drinking cups has reached epic proportions. We've talked about it on the show, right? Like people standing in line for hours upon hours I just think, by the way, maybe I'm just a fuddy-duddy, boring, and I don't want to have fun anymore in my life. I don't think that's the case. But the thought of standing in line for hours to get a dumb cup, call me call me a dusty, crusty old man. What were you going to say? I heard from a little bluebird who flutters around here that we might be getting some. What do you mean? You know, for prizes. Oh, well... I That's wouldn't be su- anyway. I wouldn't be surprised. Are, is this something we can share? Nope. Oh well, then why did you just share? It? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Well, <laughs> I get that people things are a fad, and then people go crazy. But then people go crazy for cocoa puffs, and this is exactly what happened with one woman in California. So police uh, in Placer County, which I guess is northeast of Sacramento, got a call on Wednesday. And apparently uh, there was a report of a theft from a store. Local store called in and said, we've been robbed. And they were like, well, what what got robbed? Stanley Cups. All our Stanley Cups got robbed. Okay, Is it like a like a Starbucks Stanley Cup? Uh, no, just Stanley Cups. I oh, don't, it didn't, really? It didn't specify the kind of store. It just says a store from California. But it, it wouldn't have been a Starbucks because it was literally $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups had been stolen. Oh, and so they God. got the they got the description of the woman oh. and uh, they were able, police were able to find her, pulled her over. Quote, now, before they pulled her over and all that, staff saw a woman take, this is how brazen it was, staff saw a woman take a shopping cart full of Stanley water bottles without paying for them. The suspect refused to stop for staff and stuffed her car with stolen merchandise. So she literally just was like, you know, I'm out! Stuffed her car full of these things and then took off. Well, luckily the cops caught up with her. Please open this article. I want you to look at what they recovered. 
from this woman's car. <gasps> now, what's Oh my god. That is a lot of Stanley cups, is it not? What? I didn't know. 20 You didn't know what? I did not know that. So ignore what I said about us getting some because I thought people just like the Starbucks ones. I didn't know they just like them. So what? I just didn't. I shouldn't have said what I said about us anyway. That's too many. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing right now. (laughs) Backpedaling. Okay. Um, So this woman, this photo, Mike, can you see the photo? I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Now, uh, here's the other thing that's terrifying to me. So those, I'm assuming, are most of the ones, if not all the ones that she stole from her car, right? So for the listener, you can't see this, but they're on the cover, or on the cover, on the front of a, uh, like, state trooper vehicle. Is that $2,500 worth? Because that's what she yeah. sold, or stole. Yeah. It was twenty five. Those things are ridiculously expensive. How much did 60, those go for? There were like 60-ish ones, I think. That $60 were, for no, 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 no. There were 60 that are there, I believe, on the car. Oh. And I'm guessing they were 35 to 40. I mean, the the really impop, the popular ones, those like pink ones or whatever, those are like 50 bucks. $50? Okay. okay. Do you? Roseville. What is it going to do to you for you? I mean, it better do something to you for 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot. Do either of you have one of these? No. Yeah, so it's at 63 different items, that's roughly $41 average. Oh, my God. And it's a varying, this this person had a varying different types, the bigger ones, some of the smaller ones, some that have the straw, some that don't have the is straw. That, no, I do not have Dawn, one. Dawn, what are you holding? It's a Zulu. Oh, I don't know what that is. What's a Zulu? It's a, it's a um, thing from Target. How much did you pay for that? Nineteen ninety nine. I mean, even twenty dollars is pushing it. I'm, but you know, I got you my one. ten dollars from Timu, and I love mine. But you have a one like this. No, I don't. Don't you a black one? I have my coffee clean canteen. Okay. Yeah, but that's for coffee. My. What is yours for water? I put both in there. <laughs> it undoes. Oh, so yeah, so that's a thermos. Yeah, it it und the bottom unscrews, and that's why I like it. The bottom unscrews? This unscrews underneath here so you can clean it real good. <laughs> Does it get real dirty? Well, sure. If you're putting coffee in there and water, you need to rinse it and get it I can't it tell you the last time I washed out my coffee mug. <gasps> what? Same. What is I mean, coffee is think? by nature hot. What is, what so does it's going to kill think any... about that, Mr. Clean? Well, he doesn't worry about my coffee mug. If he did, <laughs> he I would have issues well, with do him. Do you feel like you're going to get bacteria and germs? Have you ever seen me have bacteria and germs? I don't know. I don't know what your body's like. Do you know that I drink coffee every day? But do you put anything in it? Coffee? It... Yeah, but what if it gets crusty in there? Well, occasionally what I will do is wipe around the seal. There's a thing you can put a tablet that's called... Bright bottle. That just sounds like. And Quinn told me about it. Oh well, good. Anyway, I put all kinds of things. Sometimes I put a little crystal light packet in my water. Yeah. And sometimes I put coffee with. No, this is just this is just coffee. Black coffee. Okay. And I don't don't clean it. it. No. Anyway, I'm sorry to distract us. I have. But this woman is a hoarder. Number one. No, she's a a thief. She's a thief. She she stole all of those. She's thieving all of these. 
Yeah, she stole $2,400. This just tells you, and I bet she's going to sell them, like, because I bet she'll just sell them online or mark them up. That's why, like, you got to be real careful. Have you ever noticed on, like, Amazon and stuff, you got to look to see, like, if, so you type in Stanley, whatever, Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you're, you're looking at who's selling the item. Because sometimes, and I didn't know this, but, like, sometimes when you're buying consumer products, it can be, you know, people just bought them or stole them and resell them. And I will say not just on Amazon. Like if you go to walmart.com, a lot of times they have third-party companies that are actually putting them out there. So you'll see things that are seven times what they're supposed to be. And you're like, oh, this is at walmart.com. Obviously, I'm buying it from Walmart. No, No, you're not. You're you're buying it from a third company that's making a lot of money off of it. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, I'm just looking on eBay right now what these Stanley mugs are going for, and it's just... It's oh, it's hilarious. I mean, look, we've all gotten caught in a fad before. Mm-hmm. This one's almost sixty dollars. But six? What? This was a. This one is cute. It has. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like a tie-dyed looking one. It is for sixty dollars. Where? Uh, this is Amazon? Amazon. It's a thirty ounce brush stroke. Mm. Warm serene brush stroke. Okay. Well. But I will say we are coming back to reality. The pink ones that last week were going for over two hundred. Yeah. The last one sold went at auction for fifty four dollars. So we're coming back to reality. Back to life. Back, back to, to reality. reality. Okay. On that note, uh-huh. when we come back, <laughs> we're going to get an update on Richard Simmons. Why? Well, because Pauly Shore has done a movie, and apparently there's a feature length film around the corner. But in the meantime, in between time, we've got a little tasty tidbit of Polly Shore doing Richard Simmons on YouTube that Don's going to tell us about when we come back right here on my. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, we've heard recently that Richard Simmons was ticked off because <laughs> there is a movie about him that's coming out soon. And then we heard about uh, it is starring Polly Shore. And then there's also a short film where he plays Richard Simmons. Uh, and he, you know... It premiered at Sundance recently, and it's called The Court Jester. So right before Sundance, and it was supposed to be released, Richard Simmons made this statement saying, you know, I did not give my permission to any of these films, and basically... Yeah, he's a notoriously private person, right? Yeah. And so he's just making the point, like, I didn't have anything to do with this. 
Yeah, and I don't know what they're going to say about me. And just so you know, I did not approve this. And Polly Shore is pretty hurt about that because they're friends. Um, so he distanced himself from it. So Polly Shore was in a really tough place because the very next day it was supposed to be at screened at Sundance, the, the Court Jester, which is a short film that you can actually watch on YouTube right now. Um, and so he spoke out and he began by telling the crowd that Richard actually texted him in earlier in the day, wishing him good luck with the screening. So he really did a total about face and the audience went crazy. They were very excited. Um, and Richard wrote on Facebook, you may have heard they may be doing a movie about me with Polly Shore. I've never given my permission for this movie. So don't believe everything you read. That was the original statement. But then Polly Shore made everybody know that he texted him and he said, you know, good luck tonight. So he spoke out and said, I've never been vindictive. I'm not Borat. I'm not, let's make fun of someone. I'm the opposite at this point. It's an unauthorized biopic and they're made every day. Yes, I want him uh, to put his pixie dust on this and say, go for it, Polly. But it's Richard being Richard. It's sensitive. We don't want to bug him. We want him to be left alone. We don't want to bug him. And he said, who's going to play Richard Simmons? Leonardo DiCaprio is not going to play Richard Simmons. I look like him. So that's the deal. I watched it yesterday because in this article it said, hey, you can watch this short film below. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, It's only 10 minutes. I put it in our show links. It's called The Court Jester, and we have a little clip of it right here. What's your name? I'm David. Hi, David. I'm Richard. I know who you are. Oh, do you? Mmm. Mmm. Orgasmic. You're, um, you're looking at me because I'm eating a donut? You think it's weird? Oh, little. Listen, every day I try to find a moment to bring me peace, okay? And every day it's something completely different. Pulling over the side of the road and just turning the radio off. Crying to when Harry met Sally. And today, today it's a donut. So it's really just this short thing. I think, so he would appear on various talk shows, as you know. And this is a little moment in time where, I don't know if you remember this, but it was a real moment where he was on the Ellen show. And in the background, there was a guy standing there holding up like in the background, like with a headset and he had his sweat into the oldies video. Like he was supposed to give him the video before he went out and he didn't make it. And so he was on camera for a second. Mm, well, I this film maker, maker took that moment and created a storyline based oh, on that guy. Yeah. And so backstage, you know, I don't think this actually happened, but he took that moment and expanded on that story and made him, you know, everybody was mad at him because he did not give him the video before. And they kind of treated him like crap um, and were mad at him. And like, they're like, are you new? Like you get, if you want to make it in this industry, you better, you know, you better be on time and do what you're told. And he's like, I've been here seven years. So this guy feels down on himself. He's overweight and, so it's just, it's showing like Richard Simmons the way we all think of Richard Simmons yeah. and, and what we've heard. Like he would come into people's lives and just wanting to just, you know, show up in people's lives that he didn't even know strangers and just give them joy and say, here's a little bit of self-esteem for you and just 
give you a little magic and then sort of disappear. Yeah. And it's like a beautiful little it's magical delightful. film. I really think I'm excited for this biopic. And I, again, I just because, you know, we the celebrity culture that we're in is like, we are supposed to react anytime celebrities say, I don't like this. Then we go, well, we don't like it either because mm-hmm. we like our celebrities and whatever they say, which is kind of an odd, I don't know, don't even get me started. But obviously, if something is unfair or maniacal or in some way like intended to be mean or mean spirited, right? Like then we don't want any part of it. But that's not what it sounds like this project is. This project sounds like it's going to be thoughtful and caring and just showing a side of Richard Simmons that maybe we haven't seen before because he's somebody a lot of us grew up loving and wanting to know more about. So it doesn't surprise me that Richard doesn't want to have anything to do with this because he's not living a public career. So the fact that he would say these things, that's totally understandable. But also, it doesn't mean people can't make films. True. And if it, like you said, if it was something where someone else was behind it, like if it was something where... It was made by an ex-partner who hated him and they wanted to show the darker side of Richard Simmons or something like that. That would be a different thing. Yeah, But even then, make it and we'll we'll all put it in the context like this was made by somebody who had a, you know, uh, an axe to grind, what have you. I think we're all adult enough to put it into perspective, especially if you want it to be considered like a. I, I would think. If somebody was going to do a film about me, I would want them to be fair. But ultimately, like people can decide for themselves, like that's good, that's bad. So I don't know. Exactly. I'm not yeah. as worried about it as some people seem to be. Right. I wish some of these films that um, I was reading an article um, about Lily Gladstone talking about Sundance films. Uh, and she was talking about. She was in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, yes. Off and the best actress. Exactly. And she was talking about, she was giving a speech about Killers of the Flower Moon. And, well, she was nominated for, at another award show. And she was giving a speech about that. But what she was talking about was actually another film she was in last year that has never gotten distribution. And it was, like, critically acclaimed and won all these awards at Sundance. But she's like, that film has never found a distributor. I don't know. It's just kind of strange like that. Just people not being seen and stories not being told. Speaking of films, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us on the other side of this to talk about what was nominated just recently. That is today for an Academy Award. And we'll talk to him when we come back right here on My Talk One. Thing Entertainment. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Your family's dental health is super duper important. Why? Well, because it's connected to your underlying overall health. So regular checkups are a regular part of your health and well-being. Let's make sure you're on the right track for 2024 with one of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. And that, of course, Dakota Dental. I've been going there for years. I started going because of a dental emergency. They were able to get me in. Dr. Ashburn at the time, she was able to get me in, fix my cracked tooth. I was able to get on my way, not in pain anymore, and smiling brightly. But I've been going back ever since for those regular checkups more uh, involved procedures. I got a dental implant last year. It was a whole journey, but I'm so grateful I took that journey with Dakota Dental because not all dentists are created equal. You want the best? You're going to go to Dakota Dental. Head to dakotadental.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oscar nominations came out this morning and uh, we were pretty excited about it. It's The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. And we are going to welcome right now Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to the show. We have to hear what he has to say about this. Welcome, Paul. Hello. Always great to be here. Oscar nomination day. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Paul, thanks so much for being with us. I know this is a busy day for you. Very important day, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, But I knew yesterday as I was uh, bebopping across the Internet. Oh, gosh. Nominations tomorrow. We got to check in with Paul. You're here. How do we feel? You know, I will say overall this this year was a pretty um, safe year going in. I felt like a lot of the people that we thought were going to get nominated, like Oppenheimer and that whole crew, they all led to get nominations. Killers of the Flower Moon did really well as well. Uh, the big thing, I think, coming out of this morning that I think everyone's kind of been buzzing about is the, I would say, lack of nominations for Barbie. You know, it did get eight, and it did get Best Picture, which is like, okay, great. What are you talking about here? What, who was not nominated are the two big people behind Barbie, Greta Gerwig uh, as the director of Barbie and Margot Robbie as who played Barbie. Now, they both do have nominations, uh, Margot Robbie as a producer of Barbie for Best Picture, and then Greta is also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. But when you think about the work that Greta did to bring Barbie to the big screen, making it the biggest film of the year, one of the most empowering films of the year, and to kind of dismiss her work as a director and the creative voice behind all this is very glaring. Uh, in that category, we do have Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Yorgos Lanthimos, who we kind of all thought. And then we do have people like Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest and then Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall. I think that those were a little bit of a surprise there for some people. Yeah, I I mean, to comparing uh, all of the films are very different, of course, but just yeah. not including her at all as a director seemed like a just very odd to me. Well, and the, theatrically, too, there's sort of like a storyline there, right? Because the movie or, you know, the movie about women's empowerment, I mean, loosely, I'm not going to like, uh, you know, uh, we don't have time Whoa. to go into but it, you're right. too deeply, but like just from a surface reading, like the woman movie, like the women got screwed, but Ken got a nomination. Yeah. Ken did get a nomination. Yeah. So Ryan Gosling did. And then America Ferreira slipped in the best supporting actress race really because of the great monologue. I think that she delivers in that, in the kind of climax of that movie. And I don't want to, you know, go off of any of her achievements, but yeah, you were, I was very surprised. And I don't know if this is everyone kind of as their film, you know, directors for the Academy. Let's not forget too that, when it comes to the voting, directors vote for directors, actors vote for directors, and that kind of goes down the line, but then everyone votes for Best Picture. So I wonder, too, if other directors thought, oh, Greta's a shoe-in, let me go and vote for another voice that maybe may not get nominated. Oh. So it could be that possibility. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's something to remember. You know, um, 
I, it's this year is a crowded category. I mean, when you mm-hmm. think about the best actress and best actor race, you could replace any of these names with probably five others who are just as, you know, rich and rewarding. I'm really happy to see Annette Benning nominated for Nyad. Her and Jodie Foster both nominated. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a movie that kind of slipped under the radar. Best actor of Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, Jeffrey Wright. I was bummed to not see Andrew Scott on there for All of Us Strangers. Mm. A little bummed Barry Keoghan was not on there for Saltburn. I know oh, a very wow. divisive movie in this group. but mm-hmm. um, some And then May, December, a movie that a lot of people thought either Charles Melton would get nominated or Julian Moore. Again, those two and um, Natalie Portman did not get nominations. So you kind of saw some big movies that were kind of left out of the race, whether, again, you know, we were voting. We were thinking about the Iron Claw. That was such a great movie. Saltborn, yeah. All of the Strangers, Origin is a movie that we haven't really talked about yet. But I would have loved to have seen nominations for a movie called Origin and Ingenue Ellis Taylor. Such a great movie. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, but yeah, but there's a lot that goes into all this. I was going to say that's Ava DuVernay's film, right? Based on yeah. uh, that book, Cast. Correct. And uh, Ingenue Ellis plays author Isabel Wilkerson. And her and how she came to write the book cast. And when you see her performance, it is just stunning. And one of the best performances I that should have been nominated this year. It was part of this voting eligibility. And I think that kind of gets people confused because wait a minute, it's now coming out in wide release in 2024. Was it part of the talk? And it was, and it just not enough people saw it. You know, there's so many other bigger movies I think people just kind of focused on this year. Do you were you surprised not to see the director of the holdovers on this list? Yes, yes. So the yeah, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. Won, yeah. Yes. Yep. He's won two Oscars in the past for writing. Yeah. And I believe. Um, so I would have thought he would have been in the director race. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone has been loving the holdovers, and it did get a best picture nomination. It got best actor for Paul Giamatti, best mm-hmm. supporting actress for Davine Joy Randolph. I really would have thought that, again, maybe if the voters thought, oh, he's also a shoe-in, let's go with uh, Yorgos or Jonathan mm-hmm. or Justine. And I do love, you know, I think that's something we can also think about, too, is maybe some of these other titles that you may not have would have thought about, let's give them a try. Let's watch Anatomy of a Fall. That's a fantastic oh, film. love it. Room legal. Yes. I have not seen Zone of Interest yet, but I'm excited to get that on my list. And I think that's another thing we can take away from these nominations. Or one of these movies that maybe I may have forgotten about. Let's go and give this a chance. I noticed that was at um, Alamo, one of the only things this weekend that they had put up, <laughs> that they definitely were showing at Alamo. So I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. One yeah. of the, if you guys are just joining us, by the way, we're talking to our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies about the Oscar nominations. And I did note, that in original song, two of the Barbie songs uh, mm. did get nominated. So they did get just, I'm just Ken. So according to Lori, she had it <laughs> on good authority that if I'm okay. just Ken was nominated, that Ryan Gosling would be performing it at the Oscars. So I'm debating about that. And I don't think that he will. Let's go back to La La Land when he sang those two songs. Oh, yeah. When he said. City of Stars in the movie with Emma Stone, and they did not go and perform it at the Oscars. And mm-hmm. then instead, I believe it was John Legend that sang it. So oh. I'd be very surprised if Ryan goes and sings this. I think they're going to get someone like someone a pop else. star maybe to sing it, you know? Oh, or God. to have Billie Eilish do. <laughs> oh, she could do a medley just to kind of um, yeah. 
you know, oh, keep that, that would segment be cool. going. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got some other really big, like, groundbreaking nominations with, like, Lily Gladstone being the first mm-hmm. Native American person to be nominated for Best Actress for Killers of the Flower Moon. Coleman Domingo is the second, I believe, gay man to play a gay character to ever be nominated. He's playing Byron oh. Rustin in Rustin on Netflix. You know, Jodie Foster, another out um, mm-hmm. queer actor playing a queer woman. So it's really great to see that reputation. And we're really seeing diversity across the board with these nominations, which is something that the Academy has not been great at over the last few years. But to see so many different types of performers nominated for different types of characters is really inspirational and inspiring to see this progression finally happening all these years. I want Coleman Domingo to get nominated in another film because I just feel like he's not going to get it for this particular role, although I I did think he did a great job in a film that was struggling at times, even though it's such an important story to tell. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons I love that film, but, like, I feel like he needs another... But he's been nominated before, right? Not for the Academy. This is the first Oscar nomination, but he has won an Emmy. He's won an Emmy or two. I think he's won an Emmy for Euphoria, Hmm. but I think that this is a good, like, because he had rusted and because of the color purple, like, he is in people's minds right now. And I'm hoping that casting directors and, you know, agents, directors, take note of him, cast him in your films. You'll get a good performance out of him, guaranteed. Why, Why do you think Saltburn hasn't been included that's a good No Saltburn at I don't see Saltburn at all. It was completely shut out. Wow. Um, one of those movies that was completely shut out. I think it's a very divisive film. I think some yeah. people really loved it. I think some didn't care for it at all. Okay. Maybe they were turned away from some of the more graphic images. <laughs> and I think because that lies in a way a little bit more of a realism sense than poor things, where poor things is an out there movie. It is straight. <laughs> yeah. But that there's a fantasy element there that I think maybe people can remove themselves from in, in terms of nominating. Because it's it was that was Poor Things is the second nominated film yeah. this year. I think with eleven nominations. Emma Stone has two nominations for actress and then producing. I think Saltburn was just too realistically weird. And maybe okay. people didn't think it could live up to Promising Young Woman, which was Emerald Fennell's mm-hmm. first film. Yeah. I mean yeah. even just Barry Keoghan alone oh. just his acting alone i'm surprised he didn't I get i mean outside of the material if you cared for or not <laughs> I, I just i feel like his the job he did with the work was extraordinary i i just i was disappointed and also no iron claw come on no iron claw that's a big boo i loved the iron Me too. Claw. i know you did it or mike did just a stunning movie and i sometimes wonder if films that come from smaller distributors smaller oh, studios sure. that just don't have the budget, kind of like Origin, they don't have the budget to get their movies out there in front of everyone's faces all the time, and they just kind of get lost in the shuffle. And I, I think with this year, we're such, we've got such a bountiful amount of really strong films mm-hmm. that I think sometimes time gets into a way. Like if I need, if I've got two nights available, I'm going to crank out something that's going to get multiple nominations versus something that I might just have an acting nom or a writing nom. And I think that. I think there's so many factors into it that it's not always just, here's the best work, and we're going to nominate the best work. Paul, Paul McGuire-Grimes, Paul's Trip to the Movies. I'm going to put you on the spot before we let you go. By the way, follow Paul along at his website, paulstriptothemovies.com. He won't be on with us this Friday, but will you be on Twin Cities Live? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a video on, the, on Twin Cities Live this Friday okay. with my 2024 movies I'm looking forward to. Fabulous. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. What's going to win Best Picture? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Mm. I guess that's I not a huge so surprise, much love right? for it. 
All right. Not a huge surprise. Yeah. yeah. But uh, absolutely one that uh, people should get out and see if they haven't already. Absolutely. That includes myself. Paul, thank you so <laughs> much for joining us and being with us on this very auspicious day. Thank you for having me. And uh, you can follow along, as I said, Paul, on all of his trips to the movies at paulstriptothemovies.com. And we will see Paul again soon when we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn from movies to music. And the music, of course, comes from the lovely Quift. What's a Quift? (laughs) It's Taylor Swift and her man, Travis. We'll tell you all about the food they are inspiring at football stadiums across America when we come back right here. Rewards! Hey guys, Bradley here for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Did you know that without energy-efficient window coverings, a home can lose up to 30% of heating and cooling energy through its windows? According to the Department of Energy, when it comes to Hunter Douglas window treatments, energy efficiency and comfort go hand in hand. Hunter Douglas cellular shades are the most insulating interior shades available anywhere. While you might think your vinyl blinds are helping save energy, studies have shown that cellular shades outperform traditional additional vinyl blinds in terms of energy efficiency. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom to explore how premium Hunter Douglas window treatments can enhance and elevate your home, delivering the utmost in sophistication and quality. Choose from different materials, styles, operating systems, fabrics, and colors to create your perfect Hunter Douglas window treatment solution. Check out the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins or online at littleblindspotmn.com. We haven't talked about Quift in a while. It's the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071. Quift. It's like, remember Babies Soft? Babies Love Soft? That. No. Oh, it's, it was a deodorant and perfume in the Babies Soft. Baby deodorant? It, it wasn't for babies. It was oh. like Baby Soft. It was a weird. 80s like perfume sure and it had a very like babies feel to it it was weird anyway quift <laughs> reminds me of that quift. quift quift is uh travis kelsey and taylor swift that's the publationship nickname we've given to one travis uh taylor and swift kelsey or whatever combo <laughs> of their names were on and most of the time i see headlines i feel like every day there are headlines and tabloids about taylor and Travis, or like Travis's brother lately has been running around with his shirt off. Yeah, Jason. Patrick. Yeah. Was it Jason's uh, Kelsey? Patrick or Jason? Jason Kelsey. Yeah. He was running around with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. And like, um, because was, so there was a big game or something. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> divisional round of the uh, AFC. So basically it's down to the final four teams now. They were playing to get to the final four. So what's the play when the, so the only thing my point was to say they're in headlines all the time. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm not paying attention unless there's something that sparks my interest. When I see food, my interest is sparked. <laughs> when, when I, I see, see shirtless guys. Yeah, except Jason's not my type. So I was just like, meh. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's fine. He looks great. He's wearing a hat and running around with his shirt off. But they were trying to like, I don't know. And then there was this whole conversation. Anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked on that. Food. This is what got me to this story. So I see this, this story about food. And I think to myself... Okay, now I'm in. But then I was reading about it, and there's like a playoff game. Is this happened yet? So that game happened on Sunday. Is that the they, shirtless one? Yes, the shirtless. So he that's shirtless why everybody was losing their mind because now, they won. Yes, they won, and now they will play the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore on this coming Sunday. Okay, and if they win that, they're going to the Super Bowl. 
the thing I love about the story mm-hmm. that I uh, found earlier this week was that um, stadiums are literally crafting food items <laughs> around this publicationship. <laughs> and I am like, are you kidding me right now? It's also kind of genius, right? Because they know that people are obsessed with these two. Yeah. And so they're going to lean in. But I just have the image of like some guy, some like, you know, hardcore Football fan, your dad probably, right? Like somebody's dad, I'm saying. Yeah. You know, just like, I'm going to go to the game and I'm going to, I'm going to hanker him for some nachos or like a quesadilla. <laughs> How about some bad blood waffle fries? <laughs> and just like, then the you, put, guy you just... put your dad in the awkward position of having to order bad blood waffle fries <laughs> or karma quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> These were What's things. A karma <laughs> exactly. They're apparently uh, the let's see the bad blood waffle fries <laughs> are a two foot <laughs> display of spiced waffle fries. I think there was just a display of the item, but so spiced waffle fries of some kind. Maybe that was like so they looked kind of red. So it was like oh, blood. Blood. Maybe? I don't know. Oh. Uh, the. Other one, the quesadilla, was I think the quesadilla is the one with barbecue pork and stuff. Ooh, the karma quesadilla. Anyway, karma, 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 karma. Quesadilla. I just thought to myself, how silly is it? Like this is the world we live in. People are hoarding Stanley cups for fifty dollars a pop, <laughs> and, and like your dad is forced to order Taylor Swift nachos <laughs> what at if the big in game in order to get them. You had to sing a line. Yeah, well, from karma. that's. Pretty soon, it's going to be like save ten percent on your karma quesadilla. quesadilla. <laughs> if you can if you sing, can sing, yeah, you know, and then they're cool on summer. their phone, like googling it real quick yeah. in line. How do you not know that? <laughs> God. This is like absurd, but also totally par for the course. And then there will be YouTube videos about like you can make your own karma quesadillas inside your Stanley Cup. Here's how. Actually, the karma quesadilla. By the way, um, I lied. Chicken tenders, and I remember this now because when I first read it, I was like, wow. So they actually sound good. Oh, no. Uh, Karma quesadilla includes chicken tenders, bacon, and cilantro ranch in a triple stacked quesadilla topped with a pork belly chaser. Oh, my God. I am here for that. I just had a heart attack. Yeah, well. Triple stacked quesadilla with chicken tenders. Yeah, bacon. Bacon. And ranch. I am here for inside of it. I don't get how you even eat that with your mouth. It's a floppy (laughs) big thing. Oh, okay. You need to go back to your Instagram (laughs) reels. You're in horny jail. Don't forget. Sean went to horny jail earlier. Um, Oh my gosh! I actually think that sounds good. What about you, Mike? Oh yeah, I would eat that in a heartbeat. Dawn that sounds says it's too much. A heartbeat mm. might be your last heartbeat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, gagunk, 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 and then it's a flat line. But are these stadiums naming them? Oh like, yeah. There's. But yeah, that, is she in partnership with them? Like, are they paying her for this? That's a great question. I don't know. I, something tells me no. But then is again, is it just the Chiefs? Yeah, so I think this what, was the Bills actually and before I, the playoffs, right? And I think what Buffalo does is they maybe try to customize some of their offerings because it says later on that there's a Kansas City bowl of tears barbecue because they were playing Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. So I think this might just be what Buffalo does, oh, where they okay. just have a few offerings that kind of play into whoever they're challenging. And then yeah. obviously with Taylor Swift going to be there, they well, decided to have a couple of Taylor ones. And by the okay. time, you know, anybody mm-hmm. would get around to complaining, they're done. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that that chicken tender triple stack quesadilla is probably something they serve every time. And it's like, you know, again, to Mike's point, named after something appropriate mm-hmm. for oh, the opposing team. Yeah. But oh. I just love that, like, there's some dude, you know, in his sweaty, <laughs> like, yeah, his hoodie armpits with his think. beers. He needs some Love's like, baby I got to get some of them karma quesadillas. <laughs> Maybe also, he needs some need Girl Scout uh, coconut caramel Body deodorant wash. before he eats his Taylor Swift karma quesadilla. That's the world we live in, man. Oh, boy. Oof. Gosh. Do you, like, uh, I guess of the people that go to games on a regular basis... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike maybe has probably done this most recently. Yeah. Uh, do you order food? No. Do you get food Way when you go expensive. to the stadium, Don? Um, I used to when I, I used to go to a lot of games because I worked for Gatorade. Yeah. And I got in free and sat in the box. So okay, well, don't rub it free. in. Yeah. We didn't all get to be that fancy. Sorry. And now I just can't afford it, honestly. Exactly. It's so expensive. Actually, when I went to Twins games and I used to drink, I would get that huge Bloody Mary because it's a meal. It was like $20, but they put a little burger on there and some cheese. And it was literally like stacks of food. And there was a little beer chaser next to it, like a sidecar. And so it was two drinks and a meal. And I'm like, I will pay $25 for this. Yeah, drink. why not? But yeah, that's what I would do. That's that kind of food to me is stunt food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it's super funny. Like, you know, maybe you get one thing, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully you've planned accordingly. Maybe shoved yeah. a few goldfish uh, in your pocket or something. Yeah. So you can pull out and have a little snack. Yeah. Do Just they love check that for you. That? You you travel with goldfish now. Yeah, you I do, do because Basically I get hungry. learned that yesterday. If no, you go there and I people are, look at the menu for too young, <laughs> you live out your goldfish. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Mm-hmm. I was telling Jamie about that last night. We had this conversation on the show yesterday about like what's your threshold for wait times at restaurants, and I don't like to wait because I get hangry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just laughing about you know bringing goldfish with to have like a little snack. <laughs> and I think this is brilliant. Somebody needs to. Like, we need to just make this happen. Mm-hmm. So the next time I go to a restaurant, I'm going to bring a, a snack. I just learned this morning from Ross, our friend who works next to us. Um, it's Goldfish, the snack that smiles back. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the logo. He was singing it. Yeah. Or the not the logo, but the theme song. Well, we're going to stay on the food topic. Why? Because um, Kathy Hilton and her husband love to go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> if you were a millionaire, <laughs> what's the chain restaurant you're going to? Oh. We'll talk about Kathy and your choices when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1.